Blog Talk Radio. Well, good evening, and welcome to another episode of A Sound Heart Radio. Is Jesus coming again? Is Jesus really coming again? And so this is the poignant question that I wish wish to pose to the audience tonight. Is Jesus coming again? And I say that because there are those who profess that Jesus is not coming again. In fact, they emphatically state that uh, he is not, that is, Jesus is not coming again. So uh, they do not believe in the doctrine of the second coming of Jesus. And just because they do not believe in the doctrine of the second coming of Jesus does not make or dis- does not disprove the reality of the doctrine. I'm going to be reading tonight from Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. Quote, the former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach. Until the day in which he was taken up, after that, he through the Holy Spirit had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proofs. Now the word infallible is not in the Greek text, but it should read by many proofs. Being seen of them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God and being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father which saith he, you have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized. Tithes or baptism always means immersion. For John truly baptized with water, immersion. But you shall be baptized, that is, immersed with the Holy Ghost, not many days hence. When they, therefore, were come together, they asked of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? Now, remember, uh, uh, during his public ministry, Jesus had uh, presented the kingdom of God. He had heralded the kingdom of, of God to the people. And uh, his message was rejected by them. So, hence, this question is posed to Jesus by the apostles. Verse 7, and he said unto them, it is not for you, speaking to the apostles, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons 
which the Father hath put in his own power. Now, if Jesus has said this to the apostles, think about those who have uh, come along during the history of the church who have written books, uh, who have spoken and uh, talked about uh, the time setting and trying to work out timetables with regard to the second coming of Jesus. Always go back to the word of God. Always and only believe what is written in the word. It is not for you to know the times or the seasons the Father has put in his own power. But you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria. And remember, that is the northern kingdom. And unto the uttermost part of the earth. And when he has spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. So this was, again, this was a Shekinah glory. He was taken up. And so notice the language in Scripture. It is always very specific, always specific. Now, the book of Acts was written by Luke, the physician theologian, who also wrote the book of Luke. So the foundation of the book of Acts is the is standing out from among the dead of Jesus. That is his resurrection, not his resuscitation, his resurrection out from among the dead, or his standing up again. So uh, without the resurrection, then Jesus is merely a religious figure. But because he arose again out from among the dead, he is Lord of all. He is Lord above all. He uh, has the keys of death and Hades, as he says in in Revelation chapter 1. He is the king. He is the risen king. And so, uh, and the foundation of the first sermon in church history given by Peter on the day of Pentecost is about what? It is about the resurrection of Jesus. And so church history began. The foundation of church history is the resurrection of Jesus. And he is never relegated to the position of a mere religious figure. And so notice in verse 3 of Acts 1, to whom, quote, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many proofs, by many proofs. Now, since Luke is a theologian and and Luke chapter 1, he talks about uh, putting together the document uh, that we call the Gospel of Luke. And so uh, he was a thorough, painstaking scholar. He nothing uh, to question. And so uh, in the in the scripture that is in the Greek New Testament, we have this very important term 
that he uses uh, about uh, the document that he has put together uh, that is called Luke. This is Luke 1, 2. Quote, even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses, speaking of the apostles, and ministers of the word. Now, so in verse 2, he uses this word, tithe, from which we get our word autopsy. And so he uses this in a very specific manner with regard to the document that he put together, that, that he amassed, and uh, that formed the Gospel of Luke. Oh, here in the book of Acts, uh, again, this, this document was written to Theophilus. That is the God lover. Of all, the, this is Acts 1-1, that Jesus began both to do and teach. Notice how the language uh, is put together what Jesus began both to do and teach, do and teach. You know, not like uh, those on Mars Hill who merely wanted to sit around to hear something new. Jesus uh, preached. Jesus did. Jesus performed miracles. Jesus raised the dead, healed the sick, fed the hungry. His was, uh, was a substantive ministry. He reached out to people, and so uh, he impacted their lives in a very positive way. The apostles who were with him saw these events unfold, and the Holy Spirit came upon them and made these events uh, poignant realities in their personality. What they saw in Jesus, what they experienced in him, now would be shaped and molded so that their volitions would be what? Focused on what God had called them to do. Jesus said, you will be my witnesses. So these men, the uh, uh, resurrection, they also uh, pointed out that he is coming again, this same Jesus. Now, Acts 1, verse 10. And while they were looking steadfastly toward heaven as he went up, Behold, two men, this is Acts 1.10, stood by them in white apparel, which also said, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as you have seen him go into heaven. This same Jesus, and these are words that are worth repeating so that you can have them deep in your heart. Now, uh, in Colossians, uh, Paul says this to, uh, to the believers, and uh, he, he wants to give them hope. This is Colossians 3.1, quote, If you then be risen with Christ, Seek those things which are above, where Christ says, on the right hand of God. There's a, re- there's a reference to the majesty, Jesus as the majesty on high, also in Hebrews chapter 1. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. 
for ye are dead, for ye are dead. Please read Romans chapter 6. For ye are dead, present tense. And your life is hid with God, with Christ in God. When Christ, our life, now in the old King James Version, it reads, when Christ, who is our life. <clears throat> but it should read, when Christ, our life, shall appear, then shall you also appear with him in glory, mortify, that is, deaden or reckon us dead, mortify. Therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, the word literally here is filth. In ordinate affection, the word literally here is pathos, from which we get the word pathology. Evil concupiscence, it's an old word, which, is, uh, which uh, refers to the result of pathology. And covetousness, which is desire for more and more. In the Hebrew Ten Commandments, the word uh, thou shalt not covet, the, the literal the word is to pant after. To pant after that which is not yours. Covetousness. Covetousness. Uh, which is what? Idolatry. And so, although it may not be recognized in today's theology, and today's psychology, covetousness, which is idolatry. It is idolatry. And uh, so, this word, in order to affection, evil concupiscence, covetousness, which is idolatry, these, uh, these are references to the disease condition of the soul from which uh, the lust springs. That is the word pathos or pathology. You have been called to newness of life in Christ Jesus. I have been called to newness of life in Christ Jesus. We are to live differently, walk differently, act differently, talk differently. Be different. Have a different purpose. If you look carefully at people today, they are without purpose. They are without reference to the future. They are without reference to the past. They merely live in the present tense, in purposeless. They need Christ Jesus. We need to get back to the word of God. We need to get back to the reality of who Jesus is and what he has come to bring to all mankind. Good evening, and God bless you.